views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Wow. It's so great to be connecting with all of you. Thank you for tuning us in, turning us on, um, you know, all of the above. I hope that you had a very safe and beautiful, beautiful weekend, all of you out there. Uh, Mr. Benny, it's great to be connecting with you. Did you have a fun time in the old town? I did. Got a lot of sunshine and uh, watched the beautiful fireworks around the Puget Sound area. Loved every single minute of it. Oh, my gosh, yeah. No kidding, right? You know, it is just amazing, amazing, amazing. And so part of this is really getting to step back and just be kind of in this place of, you know, is it gratitude? What is it that we want to experience? And, uh, you know, how about uh, looking at our lives in ways that we have not done it before? You know, I, I got to interview somebody, my first interview, Benny, Benny, that I ever did back, you know, in, what was it? It was in, in September or August of 2003, first time I hosted my own show. And so there I was doing the show, and I interviewed, I interviewed a guy who was the first guy that was listed in the first Chicken Soup of the Soul book. And, you know, he talked about what it means to have gumption and what gumption means. And it's a really interesting word because when I grew up, you know, I heard the word gumption a lot, you know, but how do we look at what that means and how do we go from Bubba Gump, you know, from movie to restaurant to this incredible conversation with Scott Barnett joining me here today. You know, founding CEO of Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. What is it about our lives and what is it about what we do that, you know, takes us on this long and windy road to the place where we get to overcome obstacles and beyond all of that, where we get to really shine? What does all of that take? So today we're going to be talking, you know, with Scott about this long and windy road. And, you know, what is it about life that will get us to the place that we're ultimately meant to be? So joining me here today, you know, is somebody that, you know, is, as I said, a CEO, but much more than that. You know, what is it that happens when you get people that come together to rejuvenate themselves, their lives, their business, and stand for something in their lives. 
that enables them to move forward successfully, regardless of what the obstacles look like, regardless of what might be going on, you know, on the surface, regardless of what your bank account may or may not say. But how is it, how is it that Scott was able to do this? Is life really like a box of chocolates? Well, we're going to talk to him about that in his new book, Gumption, taking Bubba Gump from movie to restaurant. Scott, great to have you. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Well, who doesn't like chocolate? <laughs> good, good point. Good point. Who, Everybody who likes like chocolate, chocolate and, and most people like shrimp, so it's a pretty good combination. Oh my gosh, you don't even get me started about the shrimp because I don't even know if I'm going to be able to get through the show today. You know, I grew up in one of these families that, um, you know, shrimp is something that we have had 65, 65 ways to, to Sunday growing up as kids. But you're absolutely right about that. You know, who doesn't like them? And you know what's also interesting about shrimp? This is what I find. Maybe it's just me, but you can talk to this, Scott. It's kind of like some of the other things in life. I can never seem to get enough. Have you, have you ever experienced that? I can never seem to get enough shrimp. Well, I can tell you, Pat, I have had a lot of shrimp in my life. So I have to, <laughs> I have to say there is a limit at some point. But, uh, you know, at, at Bubba Gump, when we started out, we knew we had to, you know, we knew we had to offer a lot of different types of shrimp. Not as many as Bubba talked about in the movie. But uh, we knew we had to do something to be a shrimp restaurant. And, and I think we generally succeeded. Well, you know, part of this is really having a vision about this. And if definitely we talk about it, and, you know, you definitely all of us referred to it back in the movie. And, you know, as I was sitting here and I was thinking about this and reading the book, it was just kind of like, wow, you know, absolutely. Almost everybody on the planet has heard of shrimp. And yet that movie and the way it was kind of talked about brought a whole new way of looking at shrimp that people had not looked at before. And yet at the same time, there was this endearing emotion and just sense of accomplishment. And I wanted to ask you, I mean, how has your life sort of and what you've been able to do sort of kind of you know, parallel that joyful, exuberant aspect that all of us experienced in the movie. How has your life, you know, kind of paralleled that? Well, it's really interesting is that uh, when, when we were, when we started Bubba Gump, I was actually the CEO of a company called Rusty Pelican Restaurant. And I, I had taken the job because, frankly, nobody else wanted it. It was, uh, not doing well, and the company was really not solvent. So the first thing I did when I took it over was put it through a Chapter 11 process and then reorganize it around a core of high-performing restaurants and started looking for a growth vehicle. And around that time, Paramount approached us with the idea of doing a restaurant around the movie Forrest Gump. And when you've gone through a bankruptcy and you do what everybody tells you is just impossible, and quite honestly, if I'd have known then what I know now, I probably wouldn't even have attempted it. Um, you kind of get the feeling that you can do things that other people think you can't. Right. And, and so when everybody was looking at, uh, at, at Bubba Gump, like Brinker looked at it, who has chilies and all those, and Darden, who owns Red Lobster, looked at it, and, and nobody seemed to want it. We, we did, and, and all with, after a little bit of ambivalence, we went ahead and, and started it. 
and it was another example of kind of doing what everybody else said couldn't be done, and right. and and we were able to achieve that. And I think that maybe is somewhat of a parallel to what happens in the movie, where you know a guy who is essentially, I mean, let's face it, a functioning idiot, and yet he is able to accomplish so many things as he kind of drifts through life like the feather in the movie. So it's it's really it, there is a parallel there. Yeah, and you know, part of this is really the looking at some of the determination and some of the elements of things that most people would, you know, someone commented, commented to me about, you know, some of the things that I grew up with. First of all, I grew up with a, a mom from the South who, who clearly would never pronounce shrimp, shrimp. It was going to be shrimp. That's the way it's going to be, because that's the way the South people talk about shrimp. They say swim. It's going to be shrimp. It, it's not shrimp. It's, you know, it, it's it's some other version of it. But the thing that, that I love about this is the story of perseverance. And, you know, some people say you either got that perseverance gene or you don't. Is that something that you have? Do you have that that persistence, that perseverance gene? <laughs> you know, I guess I, I guess in a way I do. Um, you know, I, my, I, and I, and I would, I'd love to say that that's all me, but really it has to do with my family and my, you know, the way I was brought up. And, and I think, um, uh, you know, you go through life and, and you encounter lots of difficulty, but you don't, uh, give up. And, and certainly I've, I've had my share, but I, um, I don't know that it's genetic. I think it's sort of, uh, that, uh, it's it's maybe just how you uh, how you go how the cake is baked when you're two and three years old, right? And right. And in the and in the end, um, you know, creating a business and growing it and all that is. Uh, I mean, it takes a team. It's not just one person. And I would really stress that in talking to you and your audience that it it it. it, it I don't know that I agree with the whole idea that it takes a village, but I do believe <laughs> it takes a good team of people to create a business and grow it and make it. Uh, as successful as we did with Bubba Gump, and I had an extraordinarily dedicated, uh, competent, uh, hardworking team, and and I wouldn't have got there without them. Well, I agree with you completely because that's exactly the way I feel. You know, when I was doing this all by myself, and you think about it, and you go back, and you're doing everything by yourself, and then you wonder why you can't grow, you know, why you can't handle the situations that show up. Um, and you look around and you say, wow, it's just me. How's that going to work for me? And I want to talk with you when we come back from break. I want to talk with you about what this is, what this has meant to you personally. Uh, not only that, but definitely talk about the restaurant. But what is this, this way to rise up meant to you personally? And, you know, anybody that has ever been in the restaurant business, my uncles were in it as well, there are some stories that absolutely are unprecedented about the things that could happen in the restaurant business. But what happens when you own many of them? What happens when you have a Bubba Gum Shrimp Company restaurants from inception, now internationally known brand, 40 plus restaurants, 250 million in revenue? What is it that can possibly happen? How do you get to deliver every day? We're going to take a short break and we come back. What is it that we've learned about working with teams? And how do we deliver and deliver time after time again? as Scott has experienced and his team. 
unprecedented quality and service. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Preceding audio was via a Skype call. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit jenroyster.com for more information. Would you like to be a question with anything that comes up in your body or mind? Would you like to become totally aware and begin to function as the conscious being you truly are? Join Access Certified Facilitator Glenna Rice every month for a live teleclass where you can ask all of your questions and learn to create change in any aspect of your life. Visit GlennaRice.com today to learn more and don't miss the next call. Join the questionable conversation today at GlennaRice.com. Sky Siegel co-hosts one of today's most popular psychic shows, Angels and Answers, with Artie Hoffman as she communicates healing messages from the spirit world. These messages can be astounding, enlightening, and life-changing. Born with the God-given talent of inner guidance and the amazing ability to heal, Sky has healed thousands of people. Schedule a reading with Sky now. Call 908-500-1474 and visit skyofangels.com. Each month, listen to Live More Radio with co-host Allie Katz. Join Allie and Dr. Pat as Allie introduces new ways to bring balance back to your life through meditation, sleep, and exercise techniques so you can live your truly authentic life. Stress less. Live more. To learn more about Allie, visit livemoreradio.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Naturopathic doctor, founder of the Martha's Vineyard Holistic Retreat, and author of the New York Times bestseller, 21 Pounds in 21 Days, Dr. Ronnie DeLuce has helped tens of thousands of people, including celebrities and athletes, with her message of lifestyle change. Now, Dr. Ronnie DeLuce wants to help you. You, too, can be saved. Email Dr. Ronnie DeLuce at info at ronniedeleuceonradio.com and visit mvholisticretreat.com. Dr. Ronnie DeLuce, your partner in wellness. The following audio is via a Skype call. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. It's great to have you back tuning us in, turning us on. I I love this book, Gumption. Taking 
Bubba Gump from movie to restaurant. If you want to find out more, go to gumptionbook.com and uh, just check it out because, you know, this, this is a book that's filled with both the ups and downs of what it's like to have a vision and a dream and, and take that dream out in the world. And, you know, more importantly, it's, you know, it's about how do we move beyond the obstacles and the challenges and what kind of changes have to me- be made. You know, and I, I love this, Scott, when I was reading this, you, you know, there are a couple of things that I loved, but sometimes we have to make some changes in the direction. Sometimes we have to do some things that, you know, we didn't think we'd have to do. I want to ask you, this is a question I ask everybody um, that I've ever interviewed. I want to know what some of the challenges, the obstacles that you had both early on and, 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 and even after years of doing this, what are some of the challenges that you had that you had to move, you know, just, just overcome? You know, I mean, there are too many to mention, I guess. Right, the, the, right. Uh, um, we, we, in in terms of, I mean, you, there's many ways to look at that question. I mean, there's personal sacrifices that you make along the way that are very, you know, very costly, and you have uh, business sacrifices, all kinds of uh, of issues that pop up that uh, that you don't know are coming, and and uh, you know the so-called unknown unknown, and and then uh, uh, all of the just various everyday. How do you get the restaurant open for business type questions as well? I think we we along the way dealt with adversity when it came to the the perceptions about the company that we had been through bankruptcy. So who are we to think we could grow a company out of that? Well, we were able to, and uh, people who uh, uh, so many people who would say, no, we don't want your restaurant in our town, or we don't want our rest your restaurant on the street. Or whatever, and I'd have to work with the various communities and and the various uh, uh, agencies and so on that that uh, that you had to deal with in, in order to make those things happen. We had reluctant investors who didn't understand the restaurant business, and so didn't understand why uh, you know a restaurant had to be done a certain way, and didn't understand why this money had to be spent there, but this the other money didn't have to and shouldn't be spent here. So I mean, it was. Uh, it's a constant battle, and uh, in, 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 in many ways, uh, back in the early days, it was just a battle to get the restaurants open, to make sure you could stay in business, and then, you know, down the line, of course, and then on the personal side, you know, you, you, the restaurant business is not a, a one you leave at the, at the office, so to speak. It's, it's right. 24-7, and, you know, you can get a phone call at 3 in the morning when the fire alarm goes off, and that'll scare you to death, and all those kinds of things. So, I mean, it's a... Uh, there's a lot to it. There's a lot to uh, uh, a lot of adversity that you encounter along the way, and you just have to sort of take it as it comes and bite it off and chew it, chew it up and get on to the next one. Well, you know, what's interesting about this, we're not, you know, it, it, this is what I was really struck by. You know, we're not just talking about a restaurant business. There are a lot of them. But I grew up in a family where shrimp was handled so delicately now, I, I, if you've ever want to see a, 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 clo- a food fight at an Italian family overcook the shrimp, <laughs> right? Yep. <laughs> I, I mean, and it is one. I think it's one of the more difficult things to cook. And in, inevitably, on all of these cooking shows, these contests, 
usually the people get thrown out over the shrimp. Um, but isn't this also what you referred to earlier about having a phenomenal team? Because without a team to manage you know, things in the way that has put you literally on the map, you have to manage them in a certain way. What would you say you've learned about managing people? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I wrote a book, book about yeah. it. Um, I think uh, the, the first thing I've learned is, is that um, most people uh, most people want to do the right thing and want to be part of a winning team and, and, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get on board if, if you show them the direction that makes sense. I think uh, CEOs make a big mistake sometimes, and I think that mistake is is that they go out and they just think, well, I just want to hire the very best people I can hire to be on my team, and uh, and and if I know if I get the five best people to run these things, that I'll have a great a great organization. The reality is is you need five people who know a whole lot about what they're doing, but also have the ability to work with others, and. If you can't work with others and you're just uh, you're very competent and very good at what you do, but in the end uh, it's all about you, then you're not going to make it. Certainly not going to make it on my team. And if if you're competent and good at what you do, and as you know, as President Reagan used to say, it's amazing how much you can get accomplished when you don't care who gets the credit. I'm not sure if that's exactly how he put it, but I think that's, <laughs> that's the gist of it. And. And it's true. I mean, if you really have a group of people that are trying to get to a certain point or a certain place or to achieve a certain thing, and they don't really care about who gets the credit, but they all want to get there, then you've got a really solid team and you've got a really tremendous group of people that you're working with. And that's really the key. Well, you know, it, it, part of this too is really looking at what we want to accomplish. I mean, have you? All, I, I'm so I'm so curious. Whenever I get to to have conversations with folks that are ultra uber successful as you are, I, I'm always fascinated by where the dream started. When did the dream start? You know, some of us can refer back to oh, I had a teacher. Her name was Amy Sarrell. She pulled me out and sat me down one day and told me she believed in me. But I'm so curious. When did your dream start, and did you have to change it along the way? <laughs> and the, and the answer, I'll answer the second part first. Um, okay. Yeah, and I'm, I'm changing it as we speak, so it's ah. sort of you know that 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 thing that never changes, and and I uh, that's that's just part of my makeup that that things change. I I don't I can't think of any particular time or place when the idea hit that um, that I could do this thing or that thing, I think there was a, there was a time when I was uh, about uh, 20, about 21 years old, I think, 22, 21, 22. And I was uh, home from college for the summer and I was trying to put together this business. And it was in business that involved um, uh, putting on a uh, it was putting on a show actually that we would charge tickets for and I needed sponsors and um, out of the blue I just said well you know I'm going to go to this uh, Optimist Club I don't know if people even remember the Optimist Club but uh, I went to this Optimist Club meeting where I gave a pitch about the business I wasn't able to get the investors but at the end of it 
I realized, you know, you just gave a business pitch and you took questions and answers from people. And, you know, there's a possibility I can get this deal. I didn't get the deal, but what I did get was the sense of confidence in myself and my ability to say, you know, you can give a pitch and you can go out and try to raise money and you can do these things. And it's a matter of just getting up and doing it. And, and that, that probably, I remember that very clearly. It was on a Tuesday night in Rancho Mirage, California, and I gave the presentation to a group of about 40 people. And then they I said a great thank you, and, and I left, and they were going to consider it, which they considered it and said no, but um, it didn't matter. In the end, I learned I could still give the pitch, and that was a big deal. You know, and and this is part of the conversation, too. There is, you know, there are many people that have dreams and for whatever reason have a very, very difficult, you know, kind of articulating or standing up for their dream. I heard this term not too long ago, standing up for their dream. And I want to just refer back to the movie. There was never a question throughout that movie about what the dream was, emphatically. 50 million ways to make shrimp, to cook shrimp. It was so clearly articulated. But one of the things that really, you know, for me, I was struck by that I would love to talk with you about when we come back is the purpose of passion. You know, many of us get passionate about a lot of different things. But what about purposeful passion? How do we take our lives? How do we take things to the next level? of our lives and what is it you know what is it about uniqueness that you've learned that takes people to places they can't even imagine uh let's take a short break we'll be right back i'm so thrilled to have scott burnett joining me here today the book is called gumption taking bubba gump from movie to restaurant we've got lots to talk about but most of it is about how each of us can step forward, not just in mediocrity, but with gumption, with spirit, with vision, and chutzpah, as a friend of mine would say. We'll be right back. Preceding audio was via a Skype call. Are you feeling stressed, in pain, disconnected, worried about aging? Corrective alignment and integration therapy restores health. Move your body, which frees your mind and elevates your spirit. BodyWise Bodywork LLC provides the tools you need to create the change you've been waiting for. Start living a fully present and integrated life. Book your 15-minute consultation online at www.bodywisebodywork.com. Bodywise Bodywork LLC, because it's the only body you've got. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. Years ago, when facing cancer without any immediate treatment options, I sought healing by making various life changes. For a while, I followed a very restrictive diet. I often found myself obsessing about which foods were good and which ones were bad. Then one day I realized I was consuming foods based on fear, fear of not getting well. But I didn't want to make choices out of fear anymore. I decided it was far better for my immune system if I allowed myself to experience the joy that came from, say, eating frozen yogurt, than it was for me to ingest the fear that came from avoiding it. 
Now, instead of choosing healthy habits based on fear, I try to make choices because they feel right and ultimately bring me joy and ease. How many of your healthy habits are really based on fear? Please visit StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. The following audio is via a Skype call. everybody oh my goodness it is so great it's i just love this i mean i you know my greatest dilemma dilemma and benny knows this my greatest dilemma is i read these books and i'm so inspired and i'm just like oh how am i going to get some of this shrimp today that's what i'm thinking i'm sitting here and i know i got to be interviewing and i'm talking to scott who is just off the charts amazing right but it is so hard to read a book that is as good as this and not be salivating the entire time through it uh and the good news is this is a success story but i want to talk about uniqueness scott thank you so much am i am i okay sending people to the you know i'm sending them to get a copy of the book they can get it everywhere so we know that um but they can go to gumptionbook.com correct that's the best place to send folks yeah, gumptionbook.com or scottbarnettassociates.com, and, uh, and and you can get all the information you need about that. And you can also go to Barnes & Noble, uh, Indie Books, or Amazon, and the book is available there as well. Awesome. Now, I, I want to talk about a couple of things, and I know that I run out of time, even in an hour, but I, I do want to talk about uniqueness. Uh, because this is something that I've battled with, especially with the launch of our new network. You know, I will err on the side of uniqueness. And then I, uh, you come up against inve- investors, right? And I want to. T- I, I would love for you to share some of this because I know what, you know what I'm talking about. You, co- you come up with a bunch of people and they're like, oh, that's a little far out there, dude. You know, like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Why are you doing a network on that? And now here you are with restaurants. So I want to talk about how you held strong your conviction about uniqueness. I, I would love to know what went through your mind and your heart. You know, I think in any in any business, you want to have a point of difference, right? And, mm. and we certainly wanted a point of difference in terms of what we were doing at Bubba Gump. But in the end, in the, in the restaurant business particularly, you have a vision that is shared by others and they, you know what you believe and they believe about what this restaurant should feel like and look like and, and all of this. And that, you know, we knew we wanted to create at Bubba Gump and a, not just an experience, 
for people right. to come and, and see or be or be or be witness to. We wanted to create an experience they could come and be a part of and that we would make it a very unique thing in that way, that they would they would actually participate. And they had uh, in a sense, they had, quote, permission to engage, unquote, which was really important because what we were really about doing was serving hot food, hot, cold food, cold service with a smile and pleasant, authentic surroundings. But we also were trying to create an emotional souvenir, if you will, uh, and something that people could walk away from and say, wow, that was memorable. And so sticking to the guns on uniqueness, particularly when you've got your team with you and they're, and they're, they're bought in and they believe in what we're doing. And, and, uh, uh, and then you have a lot more confidence in staying with that and staying the course. So that, I, I would, I would answer your question in that way. Well, and you know, part of this too is allowing the ideas to flow. I mean, what do you, uh, what do you believe is the key to success around being open to ideas and innovation, you know, despite battling some, some, some serious problems, especially around, you know, investors, uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, people, it, people that you think and you talk to and you say, hey, you know, please, you know, we would love to have you invest. How do you maintain that balance between what you know in your heart is the direction to go and perhaps what, what other people are saying now? you know what, you're going to need to do this. You know, uh, one of the things I've learned over the years in business is that you can be right and you still might not win. And and so being right is only part of the game. You've also got to convince and persuade others to your course. And you can't always do that. You can't always get people on your uh, side of the, of the equation and, and and when you can't, you can't. I think that's just part of life. You're not gonna you're not gonna win at everything you do. But uh, so so you can be right and not win. And I think that's you know a, a, that's a bitter pill to swallow. It's a hard lesson to learn, but it's true. So in the end, uh, what you have to do is just follow your passion. If you do, good things will happen. And particularly if you have a good group around you and a good team around you and they're they're bought in and you have a shared vision of what has to happen then you know you'll get there but uh the road's going to be rocky and there's going to be bumps i want to ask you what is the i I don't know if you can pinpoint this i i think i know but who am i what is what what is perhaps the toughest decision that you personally have had to make here scott what what for you what what has been the toughest? Well, uh, <laughs> the toughest decision I had to make was uh, really was when I um, uh, I decided to go against uh, a major shareholder over the issue of how much we were going to sell the company for, and mm. and essentially killed the deal. Um, now, mm. as I said, it's one of those things where you can be right and not win. And in the end, I ended up uh, having to leave the company as a result of that, But um, and, and I ended up bidding for the company to buy it at the end of the day. But mm. um, but, but, but in the end, uh, those kinds of things happen, and, and you know, they're just, it's just part of business. And uh, obviously, I was proved right since, you know, the deal I killed was less than two, less almost about half of what we ended up selling the company for eight months later. And of course, it's the price we sold the company for. Even though I was a bidder at that price, I was a seller, not a buyer. So, right. in the end, right. uh, you, you know, you 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 <laughs> you take your lumps when you get them. 
Well, and you know, this is part of the learning process. And, you know, that's a very important question, um, you know, that I, I love to ask. And, you know, especially someone as successful as you are, you know, because, you know, I just love how vulnerable and open you are about sharing what this is like. You know, people look at CEOs or former CEOs and presidents and company owners and successful people, and and we forget that you are actually people, right? Right? Like yeah. <laughs> CEO, president, owner, employee, you're like a person, right? Yeah, I am. I'll tell you, I, I'm I'm a little reluctant to uh, to get in the camp of uh, of uh, boohoo. It's been such a you know it's been such a tough ride for me because right. I I'll, t- I'll tell you why. Because I mean, look, I, I've been a CEO for 25 years, and and I uh, I enjoy it. I like it. There's a lot that comes with it. There's a lot of perks and, and have made money and and all the rest. But uh, yeah, there's been a lot of bumps in the road, and there's been a lot of disappointments and. You don't get, you know, as I said, you don't get to win all every game, and no. and I don't. But I, but on the other hand, if I, if you had to say, you know, on balance, was I way better off than than, than if I wasn't a CEO? Absolutely, way better off, and and I wouldn't trade it for anything. So, yeah, um, yeah. You know, you I, I'm, not boo, I'm not a boo. I'm not a boohooer either. Yeah. I, I've never it's, done really well with that, you know, because <laughs> what I really discovered, and this is something I think you talk about as well is if I'm boo-hooing about my situation, then I'm not in gratitude. And I'm shutting off whatever kind of, you know, creativity is going to come to the forefront. What do you think, and and I'm just going to, you know, jump to a question that I'd love to hear you talk about. What does it take to be successful in today's world? Whether you're a CEO of a company or you're brand new popping out of school or popping into a new job, what what are some of the things that are required nowadays? I would love to 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 hear what you have to say about that. You know, I'll tell you, that's a very good question. I just happened to read something about this yesterday. Uh, they were talking about how things have changed in in business and life and so on in the last thirty five years due to technology and what have you. And and as an example for a CEO, uh, there used to be seven or eight KPIs that key performance indicators that you were judged by uh, as a CEO. Today, mm. that number, according to most uh, business experts at Harvard Business Review, is more like 35. So there's, and, and so can you please everybody all the time? Absolutely not. Can you even please most of them all the time? <laughs> Probably not. So, I mean, you have to learn to take your lumps. I guess that's one thing. The second thing I'd say, though, is that figure out what you're passionate about and Figure out what it is you want to be when and if you ever grow up, and 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 then follow it and follow that passion. I mean, I always used to say, I can get older; it doesn't mean I have to grow up. But but in the end, I I I follow my passion and I do what I feel is is exciting and fun and interesting to me. I've never ever felt like I was getting up and getting in the car and going to work, as they say. I've I've never I've never even used that expression. I've got, got to go to work. I mean, to me, this is what I like to do, and I like getting up and going to work, as they say. So it's it's uh, if you if you love what you do, and I know that less than half the people in America actually do love what they do, then uh, uh, you're way ahead of the game. 
And that's the key thing to me. It's that and be and dedicate yourself to what it is you're doing. I love it. We're going to take a short break, everyone. When we come back, we're going to talk about, yeah, how did that selling hot dog experience shape my view of customer service? Now, fast forward to Scott. What have we learned about customer service, customer focus, and, you know, that is so different today than perhaps it was years ago? Let's take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about this. And, you know, hopefully we're going to get Scott to share the, you know, a few of the potholes that maybe we don't have to step into. Eh, why? Because he's probably done that. Stay tuned. And we'll be right back. preceding audio was via a Skype call. Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. Hello, my name is Dr. Friedman Schaub. Anxiety can attack or creep up on us at the most inopportune moments, which makes us feel powerless and out of control. However, anxiety is a basic feeling that is created by our mind. Understanding some do's and don'ts about anxiety is a first step to demystify this emotion and regain control. The more we know about a challenge, the more we can find ways to overcome it. Wondering how to play the game of life and actually win? Stop wondering and start willing the game of life with the unique and incomparable Lynn Brown. As an intuitive healer and experienced business manager, Lynn can help you live your life to its full potential. To learn more about Lynn, visit ruintuit.com. That's the letter R, letter U, intuit.com. Welcome to Smile Big, nominee of Seattle's Top Dentist Awards. Here at Smile Big, we offer restorative, cosmetic, and preventative dentistry. Some of our regular dental services include tooth-colored fillings, crowns, bridges, implants, bleaching, cosmetic bonding, and complete smile restoration. Dr. James Rosenwald and Dr. Susan Aptoner won't be smiling until you are smiling. Call now to schedule a visit with Seattle's Top Dentists. Our number is 425-454-4040. You can even visit our website at smilebig.com. Call the Oprah of Radio by her listeners. Award-winning host Dr. Pat Basile is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit thedrpatshow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R-Patshow.com for listening times in your area. The following audio is via a Skype call. Hey, 
everybody. Well, it's so great to have all of you joining us here today. For more information about us, go to the drpatshow.com or you can go to transformationtalkradio.com, Facebook, the Dr. Pat Show, Twitter, the Dr. Pat Show. Uh, if you want to find out more about Gumption taking Bubba Gump from movie to restaurant, Scott Barnett, founding CEO, Bubba Gump shrimp company joining me here today and i just love talking to him in so many ways you know this is a story that is for each of us you know taking some of the tidbits here so that we can stay fired up and keep moving forward with passion and purpose uh scott thank you for joining me here today now i i know that in the business you're in You have probably seen the good, the bad, the ugly, and the really almost impossible. Uh, I would love to know, what are some of the things you've learned? What are some of the potholes that, I I call them potholes, that you've stepped in that many of us here don't want to step in, and maybe we could learn something from you? You know, I think uh, one of the things that that I've learned over the years is this, that um, when you're making an agreement with somebody, uh, a contract or a franchise agreement or whatever it is, it's it, what's what's in that contract or what's in that agreement is not nearly as important as who you make that agreement with. And if you are uh, involved in a business relationship with someone outside of your own organization or even within your own organization, and you're going to make an agreement with them and or a contract or what have you, you make sure that that person is the person you feel comfortable doing business with, that you feel that uh, they have integrity, that they're the right people, that they're going to deliver on what you want, irrespective of what it says in the agreement, because it's really more important who you make that agreement with than it is what's in the agreement. I think, uh, secondly, I would say that although I've advised, and I've, you've heard me say just a few minutes ago, follow your passion and follow it, you know, to the to the end of the at the end of the trail. Um, don't let following your passion get in the way of of remembering that your business and your job as a business person is to persuade someone to do what you'd like them to do, be it the customer or your investors or your employees or whoever. And in the end, you're an explainer, a coach a uh, uh, someone who is a persuader and persuasive and remember that because that's a key thing and from time to time I, I had a tendency to kind of forget that so I would say do definitely do that as well wow what what has been your, your let's talk about your greatest success if you had to pick one thing what would you say you like look back and say wow we didn't know we were going to be able to do that but that is a whopper of one Gosh, um, there were a lot of things we didn't think we'd be able to do. I guess when we started Bubba Gump, uh, we didn't realize that it would that it would just hit the come right out of the block so powerfully. I mean, we thought we'd do about three million in our first restaurant. We thought that was aggressive. It turned out we did six, and we went on to uh, uh, to do a number of restaurants even greater than that. And I think so. From that standpoint, I guess Bubba Gump would be a a pretty big success uh you know my uh on a personal side i think you know my my son has been extremely i'm extremely proud of my son and what he's accomplished so far in his life he's very young still but i mean he's in his 20s but but uh but he's 
smarter than me, better than me, uh, more capable than me, and I think wiser than me, and that's what you want from your children. So in that sense, I think that that's turned out to be a lot more successful than I had any right to to expect. Um, so I guess those kinds of things are pretty important to me. I think I think what you talked about is extremely important in terms of really looking at the people in our lives and how we've influenced them and, you know, what that has come to mean from us. You know, so often we forget. But there's another thing that I would love to talk with you about, and you alluded to it, and that is luck. Now, some people say luck is intuition on steroids. Uh, and, and, you know, part of that, you know, I think that we believe part of that. Who doesn't want to be lucky? I've been called lucky all of my life. What would you say, you know, what role has luck or let's call it intuition played in going one direction or another? I, I can't even tell you how much I think luck has played. It's, it's been an incredibly large amount of, of what's happened to me. I'm a very lucky person. I have mm. uh, I've had tremendous luck, and I and I it's funny because when you talk to a lot of successful people, I think they uh, they they almost all to a person will tell you, yes, I'm very lucky, and they mean it, <laughs> and and I mean it. So yeah, luck is you know they say luck is is as you said intuition on steroids or luck is the residue of hard work or whatever and maybe that's true but i can tell you this that that i'm a lucky person and most of the people i know who are successful are lucky and you know let's hope that luck continues yeah and you know one of the things that i wanted to to kind of you know talk with you about too is how do we how do we maintain this level of uh, optimism, especially when, you know, there are things that happen in an industry like you're in, like, you know, like horror stories. You know, what have you what have you had to do for yourself personally? Not that you haven't that you've had a few of these, but you're in the restaurant business. And I can only imagine what some of the horror stories have have been. Yeah, you know, there there's uh Many, many years ago, back in the day before uh, I was involved with even uh, Rusty Pelican, I was involved with a restaurant that was in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it was uh, it's closed now for obvious reasons that I'll relate. But uh, they had a party of school teachers come in for an end-of-the-year party, and they gave them all food poisoning, all 21 of them. <laughs> and, I mean... If nobody died, and it wasn't a serious, it wasn't like uh, salmonella or anything like that. But it was, of course, it made the papers and the TV news people were out the next day, and of course that restaurant was closed immediately and 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 never reopened. And I mean those kinds of things. I've always said that um, uh, you know that those types of things are just out there. They can happen. They're black swans that just can happen to you, and there's really not much you can do to avoid them except hope that your practices and your procedures and policies are all the right ones. I mean, I've seen, I've had many, many of these things happen and, and, and stub my toe over the years a number of times. But uh, in the end, you just have to look at it and say, look, it's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. Someday you're going to wake up and there's going to be some disaster and you need to be prepared for it. And, and then don't lose your head. Keep cool. Uh, if even when others around you are losing their cool and make the best of the bad situation. Yeah, I love to make the best of the bad situation. I'll, that really leads me to one last question. It has to do with gratitude. 
Um, and I want to thank you so much, Scott, for joining me here today. And, you know, thank you for sharing your journey, your passion, your purpose. Gratitude is is something that we hear a lot about. And yet at the same time, we don't see it for some of the, the things that happen in life that are not so good. And I, I want to ask you, you know, you, you mentioned about being grateful not too long ago. How is that showing up in your life today? You know, I've been, as, as you asked me earlier, and I said, I've been very lucky. And I um, uh, am, am, am ultra fortunate in the sense that I've had the opportunity to do a lot of things, and I've gotten a lot of things, and I've made money, and I've had lots of opportunities to travel and, 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 and live in nice places and what have you. So, I mean, I, I, my, my whole way of thinking today, I take significant amount of time to work with people in uh, schools and universities around the country because, and I don't charge for speaking at those because I really feel like it's a, uh, it's a way of giving back, and I and I like to participate with that and with students and that type of thing. I think uh, if you think back to Bubba Gump, I mean, our reaction to Katrina uh, when in 2005, where we had a restaurant in New Orleans. I, you read the book, you know what we did. I mean, yeah, we were able to we were able to get uh, uh, we raised a quarter of a million dollars in about a week, and we had it distributed within a month to all of our employees. We have food and, and housing and, and clothing and cash in their pockets. And, you know, we couldn't fix anything that was going on in New Orleans necessarily, but we could help and we did make a difference with our people, the 115 employees we had. And I had for years afterwards, I'd have people come up who I never even knew. And they'd say, yeah, well, thanks to you, you know, we didn't starve or we didn't, we had a mm. place to live or whatever. And and I and I've always felt that was our finest hour. So it it uh, it was something to be really proud of, and and that's the kind of thing that people who are successful in life have to participate in. Wow, they have to. I know it. Wow, it's so great, Scott. Thank you so much for today. Thank you for all that you've done, and thank you for writing an incredible book. And I will guarantee you that before the day is done. I am going to be eating shrimp until I am stuffed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good. Listen, I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Anytime. We're going to take a short break, everyone. We're just warming up here. But the book is Gumption, taking Bubba Gump from movie to restaurant. There are so many nuggets in this book. For any of us out there that have a dream, any of us that want to take our lives to a place that sometimes we think is impossible, this will not only inspire you, but there's lessons that we can learn on the ground. We'll be right back. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.